Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone. So it begins a, a pretty exciting chapter of this podcast, I would say. Um, I'm going to start hitting up some pretty big classics. Uh, I'm not sure exactly in which order, so don't quote me on this just yet, but um, obviously, if you click on this, you know you're listening to Robocop. Uh, down the pipe, probably, I would say probably the next episode, but uh, the first two Terminator movies, and then past that... Uh, the Lethal Weapon series, all all four of them. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, some some 80s and 90s hits. I am I'm, I'm very excited to talk about them, um, especially Terminator and Lethal Weapon. At least the first one, very important movies in my I don't know. I'd say like the last five ish years of my life. Um, definitely the Terminator movies. So I'm super excited. Uh, not to say that this wasn't Oh, shoot. Actually, I forgot. Um, I don't know if this is going to get its full episode, but uh, Police Academy. I'm also going to be talking about that in some form or fashion on this podcast pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a bunch of, that's a bunch of pretty big things, and I'm really excited to get to them. But, um, but first, let's talk about Robocop. I don't want to tease you too much. Just give you a little, just a little taste before we, before we hop in here. So, yeah. So you know what to look forward to, or what to catch up on watching if you never seen it. Cause um, cause if you're my parents, you'd never seen the first two Terminator movies, or um, or the Lethal Weapon movies. So that was pretty exciting. But um, it, to show it to them, not not, it wasn't exciting that they hadn't seen it. It was exciting that I got to impart it to them, which is which is weird. I talked a lot on like the Goonies and Back to the Future episodes about how this was something that was introduced to me by them. So it's kind of cool to take something from their era, which is like the which is the weirder part, and give it to to them. You know, I think that's interesting, like a the kind of novel type of thing. But uh, anyway, anyway, uh, let let's waste no time. I don't have that much time actually until dinner is ready. So I I gotta gotta bang this one out. But um, it's a movie that I watched a couple years ago for the first time. This was uh, after seeing the remake, which when it came out I thought was pretty good. Um, and then I got a two two movie box set of um, of this film, the original, and the remake. And watching them back to back, it is very obvious which one is the superior film. And so even even that most recent viewing of this movie, uh, like bef- before uh, before the one a couple of days ago, I remember this being really good, and certainly better than the remake, which is one of the blandest and least. Um, least stylistic movies I think I've seen in my life. It's like if you put a, a cookie cutter onto a camera and the cookie cutter was the shape of Robocop and you just went junk and you just took, you know, whatever and then you just slapped that into theaters. It's it's that like formulaic and cookie cutter is like the perfect way to, to sum it up. It's just got no, I don't know. This is a movie that you can just see the, the passion of and the, the style of and you can... um you can like you can tell it was a a passion project from the people who made it you can tell they really cared about it and they were doing their best to to tell the story and and um and make it look awesome and that one it's just so i don't know it's just so like bland is the i mean that's really the it's like a saltine cracker and the other one's like i don't know a cheese it or something like one's way better than the other so, uh, so yeah, I'm needless to say, I definitely regarded this pretty highly, but then when I watched it again a couple of days ago, like, holy hot damn, I 
this is even better than I remembered it. And I, like I just said, I remembered it being really good. So, I mean, yeah, I, just to start, uh, I was, I was not, I didn't remember how quickly we got into this. Uh, from the, the first Terminator, it was like, you know, you go through all the credits. And same with the first Lethal Weapon. And so I was expecting this to be pretty similar, but no, we get right into it. We just get the, the slam of RoboCop. And I was like, oh, yeah, we, you know you're going to be in for some, some good 80s shit. And, uh, and yet, I mean, this movie is awesome. It's so tight. Like, it's, it's a little over an hour and 30. It's an hour and 40, 42, something like that. So, um, so it, it really moves. And that was one of the things I was struck with immediately. And then besides that, um, one of the first things you get is commercials, which are exposition. They, they serve as exposition to kind of get you familiarized with this world and what's happening with the police force in Detroit and everything. And I really thought that was pretty handy. That's a device that's worked very well in, in a lot of things. And it's also a crux that a lot of filmmakers use where I think it can get a lot more boring than it is informative, where it's just like, can can you think of another way to show this that isn't just talking heads? But this, I think it does a really good job because it's giving you information about the world, but it's giving you it, it's giving it to you through dialogue, and it's also giving it to you through... I don't want to say symbolism. I guess I would have to say satirical undertones, maybe? I don't know if that's the right words to describe it, but this movie is, in a lot of parts, uh, very deliberate satire, especially the stuff with um, with the evolution of big business and how it they've, like, literally owned the cops. Um, and then all the, the stuff with the commercials and the, the Nukem commercial and the... the the one for the the heart and it gives you like all the different it's like a yamaha heart or something like that all that stuff is really funny and uh and really cheesy and i i really liked a lot of that stuff that's um that's another thing that i think the remake completely loses and doesn't really do a very good job of of adding anything else you know anything better or anything in a similar vein so that's one one part where this absolutely outshines the, the remake and then I think that's another big part of showing this movie's style immediately and then um and then the music does a great job of setting the stage and then I was also really struck with how good the dialogue was not just the exposition from the newscasters but once you start meeting characters like once you get introduced to Alex Murphy and uh and his partner and once you meet like the criminals and um and especially the the big guys at OCP I was really impressed with how well this dialogue held up because in rewatching some of these movies, I think a lot of them are obviously very well written. Um, stuff like Lethal Weapon, that's Jane Black, you know, and even other favorites that maybe I'm not going to talk about right now, but stuff that I routinely go back to from this era, like, um, like Die Hard and stuff. All of it, it is really great dialogue, but I, there's a certain style to 80s movies. There's a certain, um, like a pacing to it. You notice it. I was reading I was reading Frank Miller's Daredevil earlier today, um, the the Born Again story, and I noticed how there's like a style to his writing that you just kind of familiarize yourself with once you read a lot of his work. There's just like a beat structure that it flows. There's like a pacing to it, and it's like you can tell based on the dialogue and based on like the pacing of the panels and how many are on one page and what you know what goes where. Uh, that it's it's one of his books and I think it's a very similar thing with 80s movies where you can just tell the way they're structured and the way a lot of times the dialogue is delivered that it's of that era where, rather than now 
where everything's a lot faster paced, everything's a lot cleaner, there's not as many breaks or like awkward moments that are I think some of the, I don't know, some of the, the weirder things about older movies. And this I thought was, uh, it was very interesting because I didn't really pick up on any of that. I think everything is really, really quick. Everything moves really fast. It gives you just as much as it needs to, and it gets in and, and it gets out. And like the, in terms of economy of storytelling, this is really, really good at that. And, um, and so that was another th one of the things that impressed me. And obviously good dialogue isn't, isn't enough. You, you kind of need actors to make it really sing. And, and I think they definitely did a great job here. Everyone in this cast, save for maybe, well, I guess it's not really his fault or, or her fault, but, um, his partner, um, Lewis, I think is her name. Yeah. I, I wasn't crazy about her. I don't think it was because, uh, of anything with her performance. I think it was more how she was written. I do think that a lot of these characters, even just the side characters are, um, very well written. They're very identifiable, like they're memorable and that's really good. But I do think that she was written to be kind of ineffectual and is in a lot of cases, it, you know, I'm just looking at it like, what, what are you doing? Like this character, what are you doing? So I don't think that's her fault. I think it's more the way she was written and directed to play it, but I mean, regardless, she she does do some stuff. I think it's more of how long it takes her to do that or how easily she gets taken out in a lot of cases where I'm just like, what are you doing? So I don't know that that one. I'm a little I'm a little less certain on my feelings about, but um, but yeah, in general, in the broad strokes, this movie does a really great job at setting up characters very quickly and establishing its world very quickly. And I think that was really, really cool. It's kind of similar to what I was talking about with uh, my Back to the Future 1 episode, where I said about how almost no line of dialogue is wasted, and that very much applies here. Uh, especially the stuff where they're trying to go on strike in the beginning, which sets up when they actually do go on strike, and the anarchy that that leads to later in the movie, uh, and how we're setting up the fact that we're in a kind of dystopian future where where a company can literally own the police force and uh, I thought that was very interesting and in how you see that clash and how like the the cops get their orders from uh, from like like a business like basically I don't know if SpaceX or something I don't know uh, owned owned the Detroit Police Department and they like ordered them around and how you can see that they don't always have their their best interests in, at heart and I thought that was really interesting and uh, and that's one of the coolest things about this movie is that not only how much they take advantage of that and how much that's like a, a real threat to the safety of the city and to the um, to the well-being of these characters but then also how well it's seeded like how well we we learn that knowledge and then how much it pays off throughout the movie I really really enjoyed that and that was one of the best parts was definitely the script and, and how fast everything gets going and then I briefly touched on actors earlier, but uh, I think the standout here is, uh, well, um, Peter Weller as uh, as Alex Murphy is, is for sure a standout. He's really, really great, not only with the dialogue and, and him making you care about him pretty pretty quickly with um, him doing the, the trick with the gun and then his performance in his death scene is really, really crazy. That, that man, that scene is, is a little difficult to watch even now. Um, I don't think the, the blood or, or gore is really the problem. I think a lot of that is intentionally designed to be over over dramatic and like I don't know, kinda kinda over the top. But I do think that the the part 
that they're laughing at him, that they get enjoyment out of this, and then how he reacts to that, all that is really good and really, really well performed by those actors. Uh, so he's definitely a standout, and, and then especially once he gets the actual Robocop suit put on him, um, I think it's very interesting that they had to choose a more lithe, like a skinnier actor to be able to even fit inside the suit. I thought that was really interesting. And then, yeah, he really knocks out of the park with, I didn't really think about it until, uh, until later in the movie, but I mean, just the work that he would have had to put in to make sure that look like, like it all coalesces. Like when he walks, it looks robotic. When he talks, it looks robotic. Like nothing about him seems natural anymore until he takes the mask off and then you start to see him as more of a human but i think that goes a long way in um in making his loss of humanity and what he's grappling with throughout the movie uh i I think his performance goes a long way in selling that and i really appreciated that he did a really great job in this in this movie and then um it's kurtwood smith as clarence bodiger he was another standout performance. He's so over the top and hammy. He's really, really great in this movie. Um, I love the, the the classic line of "Can you fly, Bobby?" That was a that's a good line, and and he's a really great villain. Um, I've been watching Daredevil recently, well, rewatching, but uh, it's one of my favorite TV shows, one of my favorite superhero anything's, and um, and season three is the best season. Don't argue with me. But I think one of the things I've been picking up on the most is how much uh, how much I hate Wilson Fisk, but how good of a performance that is because I love to hate him. And that's what a, a good villain should be, and this is definitely the case here. I mean, he's such a slimy bastard. Like, he's such a terrible, terrible person. And the way he talks to that receptionist and all that stuff, I was like, oh my god, are you... Are you a bag of dicks pretending to be a human? Like, man, that was... It's a really good performance. I definitely love to hate him. And a lot of that applies with the... With all the corporate members, except for the one head guy. I actually kind of liked him. I was glad that there wasn't one guy in this movie that wasn't terrible. Uh, like, wasn't a completely horrible person at, at OCP. But, um... But, yeah, a lot of the villains in this are giving really great performances... And then uh, the action, too. I love the action. Yeah, I was talking earlier about how much of a style this movie has, how distinct it is. Uh, I think that's definitely prevalent in the action scenes. You can see how like cool and stylized and and well choreographed everything is. And I love how it's also got like a kind of comic book like aspect to it. Those villains in um like the the rapists in the alleys that he he shoots that guy's uh cock off that was that was really great but i also love that it's like okay the corporate guys yeah i can see them existing i can see people being you know that heartless and that cold in that way these people do not exist these are not real people i'm sorry these crazy 80s coked out giant hair denim clad people with these knives and Oh my god, that's that's awesome. And then um, it even looks like a comic book panel where you see his his uh, shadow on the wall illuminated by the spotlight on the police car. Man, that stuff is awesome. And that whole montage of him going through and stopping all these crimes, all that's really great. So needless to say, I think this movie is awesome. Uh, I didn't super I didn't super get into it, but like the stuff with him grappling with his humanity and and trying to piece back together like what happened in his life is amazing i love that for the rest of the movie uh after 
after we hit the third act and uh, his mask gets taken off, he never puts it back on because, you know, that's who he is now. He's found his human side again. All of that is really, really great. And, uh, and this movie to still totally kicks ass. I will say, the one thing I think, besides the writing on, uh, on his partner, I do think that the Ed 209 could have been a little more ruthless. Like, he goes out like a, I, I don't know, man, he's, he's just not a very effective, uh, like, robotic villain. All the other villains are firing on all cylinders, but, I mean, he gets taken out super quickly by that rocket launcher, sniper, rifle combo thing, and then he also gets taken out by stairs. Like, seriously, you pumped millions of dollars into this perfect killing machine police robot thing, and he can't conquer stairs? Like, I, I don't know, I just don't really buy it, and I think there would have been a better way to, to take him out, but regardless, um, at the puppet and like the stop motion of it is really impressive and the compositing still holds up pretty well so I respect it for that but I don't I don't I think he could have had a little bit more to do like he could have been a little bit better at, at being a killing killing robot but I mean regardless that's kind of more of a nitpick the rest of this movie is awesome and um, the action's great the writing is great the character stuff is great the performances are great I love the look of it I love the score it's got really really great music and, uh, and yeah, this movie is still totally awesome. So if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it in a while, I would definitely recommend checking it out. This is a really great movie, and uh, I think you're going to love it. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's RoboCop, the 1987 RoboCop. Um, still totally kicks ass. All right, before I get out of here, I want to quickly say that I am grateful for um, a little bit of a structure recently. I've been... It's a very loose schedule. I'm not going to say that it's anything concrete, but uh, but finding a schedule of some sorts, like uh, at about this time I do this, and, and this is the order of events in my morning, has kind of helped me get back on track to some degree as like adding structure to my days, which I'd definitely been blending together and, and still do to a large degree. But um, but I'm grateful that I did uh, I did find a way to kind of make them feel a little bit more structured and a little bit more easy to manage so yeah this has been a long it's been a long 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 quarantine but uh but we're, we're doing our best we're, we're gonna we're gonna get through it so yeah i'm just I'm just grateful that i found a little a little bit of a way to not make all the days feel exactly the same and uh to help keep myself um doing doing stuff the way I want to do it every day and then be you know scheduling in time and budgeting time to do stuff like this and and other creative stuff I've been working on with all this time and and schoolwork and and then just you know chilling whatever which is honestly that's most of what I do now but anyhow uh thank you for listening as always if you uh if you want like movie recommendations like stuff that I don't talk about in the podcast because believe it or not I don't talk about everything on the podcast um, you can definitely hit me up. Uh, that would be super cool. I'd love to talk to you, you guys if you need stuff to to watch or listen to or whatever. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, that would be that would be super sick. If you want to, you want to do that actually, or if you got any other questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, I don't know. Uh, you can email the show at moviesofmorepod at gmail .com, or you can uh, you can DM. I will get back to you. Uh, you can do that on Instagram at moviesofmorepod. And uh, that's also where I post updates on when new episodes are posted and uh, when uh, or what the topic of discussion is. So you can find all that there. If you want to catch up with me, 
specifically on Instagram, that's at gvangioli1, and uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you don't want to do any of that, or if you already have, maybe you haven't subscribed, but if you did, that'd be super helpful, as would an iTunes review, or anywhere else you get your podcast, uh, if you can just review, write an app, it takes a minute, and it's super helpful, so thanks if you've done that, and thank you in advance if you're going to, but uh, that's all for me, I, I thank you as, as always for listening, and uh, doing all the stuff I just said. I hope you guys are staying healthy and safe out there. I know this has been has been pretty crazy, but hopefully we're we're winding it, winding it down. We might be returning to normal sometime soon. Uh, but yeah, until next time, uh, remember, <clears throat> dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> I, uh, guys, did you hear? Robocop just walked into my recording studio. That was crazy.